This is a Strips Trust podcast. All news and all views expressed in the podcast are those of the contributors, not necessarily those of Morecambe Football Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, I believe me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Right, welcome along to another edition of uh, Shrimpnet, the Shrimps Trust podcast. Joining Laurel and Hardy this week, uh, we have our all-round boardroom action man and also our mole, uh, keeping us with all the updatings of what's going on in the Mazuma. We have Charlie Appleyard. Charlie, welcome along. Evening, guys. Uh, and in keeping with our uh, recent format, um, we've got uh, two other guests on this evening. We have uh, our recruitment scout, uh, who we all appreciate has been very, very busy recently, uh, to great effect, I might add. And uh, Greg Strom, welcome back, Greg. Thank you very much. Looking forward to it. And also we have uh, one of, uh, well, obviously Greg's been busy, and one of his recruits, uh, who made a very, very positive impression on his uh, full debut. Um, it's a warm shrimps welcome to our uh, newest midfield maestro, Dan Crowley. Welcome, Dan. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, um, where do we start, Joel? Uh, as usual, with Bristol Rovers. Um, Bristol Rovers, uh, 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 they've got a really good squad. The defence isn't great, but they really are an attacking threat. They've got some really, really good forwards. And we spoke about this last week, saying the defence is prospectively lets in more goals than we do, but they always look like they're going to score. And lo and behold, look what happened. Yeah, they got there in the end, didn't they? But uh, not not before we got on five goals ahead. So uh, it was kind of immaterial in the end. But yeah, like, like you say, I think they, they did. I think throughout the game, they had a bit about them attacking-wise. But I think until up until we got 3-0 up and kind of maybe, and the, kind of, <clears throat> the game state kind of changed a little bit, then... I don't think they really had too many good chances apart from that Harry Anderson header in, in the first half. But yeah, it was a really good performance from us, wasn't it, from the whole team? Uh, I think we'll talk about this more in a minute, but obviously Dan here, he's, he's had an amazing impact. Uh, got some numbers actually from uh, Tom Collins from Shrimps Online. 95% pass completion rate, one misplaced pass out of 24, uh, three key passes, two of them were assists. You know, it's, it's quite. It's not good enough, Dan. It's not good enough. Know, yeah. What happened with the one that you give away? I know. <laughs> that, that was the funny thing. I think that was in like the first five minutes of the game as well. So, <laughs> that was the thing. It was the first pass, but then after that, absolutely perfect. Uh, so yeah, it was an amazing debut. I think another player. I think it, it should we should probably speak about and that that of course it must be love. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, he, he was really good. Really, he had a really good, great game. I think he's not had the easiest season, but I think over the last couple of months or so, he's he's he's, he's played pretty, pretty well to be honest. And I thought that um, on Saturday he was he created a lot from down that right, made some really good interceptions, took his goal really really nicely, and that seemed to just give him a good leg up. And later in the half, he's putting the nutmegs on a uh, on Scott Sinclair. So. You know, it's amazing what. <laughs> I, I, if I was Donald, I'd retire now. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite a performance, that. So, <clears throat> really nice to see him kick on there. And I think 
it was it was interesting because the, the defense had moved around a little bit as well. So obviously we had Simeo coming in and he was on the right that centre back, and I think that did help down that flank a bit as well. And we looked quite nicely balanced because obviously we had Farron Rawson going central, and he did a really good job of marking their striker Colburn, who was uh, he, he was a you know big player, tough to handle. He but, yeah, he's a big unit, isn't he? Yeah, and I thought Rawson did really well defending him, and then kind of just dominating the penalty area really. And then Simeo, who's somebody who's a big, a really big guy as well, can hack it physically, but also he's quite, he's pretty mobile. He's good on the ball, so covering that space out wide, yeah, to let Love go forward. I thought that worked really nicely. And then obviously, I think shout out for a tactical j- um, change that uh, Derek made from the previous two games. Obviously, putting Liam Gibson at left wing back. Uh, We've had Danny Mayer, uh, not Danny Mayer, Adam Mayer at left wing back uh, last few games. <laughs> hey, I, I love Adam Mayer, but and, I like Danny Mayer as well. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind Danny Mayer either, to be fair. But uh, <laughs> Obviously, he's given us a lot of width and attack going forward, but I think it was definitely the right call from Derek. And it was almost kind of like a, a lopsided back five with Gibbo pushing quite yeah. far back and Love pushing a bit more on because the threat that they had from Scott Sinclair, who despite the penalty miss, I thought had quite a good game and offered a threat. And then they have their their right centre back, right back up that hole pushing forward quite a lot. So it it worked really nicely. I thought just some of the play we put together. I mean, it's one hell of a midfield we've got. Stockton was well on it. Really impressive. Mellon, considering that's his first start in, yeah. in, 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 in professional level in the men's game. So you know, just so much to be positive about. Yeah, there is. And and uh, looking at the looking at your debut, Dan. Um, I just want to talk about the Bristol Rovers game, obviously, but the uh, your, your stats are not going to get much better at the moment, are they? Uh, one start, uh, one goal, two assists, and uh, Mickey Mellon hit the post off another one. So I'm like, you know, it's uh, it's been a, it, it was a bit. It, was that a dream debut for you, Dan? Yeah, um, couldn't have gone any better, really. Just need to keep going now, live up to it. Um, that's the hard part. But no, it's always best to get the first goal out of the way and then you're more confident going into the next game. The hardest one is always the first one. Um, yeah. So I'm excited to, to get the first goal with the club. I'm on obviously two assists. Great. But I feel really good. I feel really confident. I feel fit and um, I'm enjoying it. So I'm just looking forward to the next game now. Well, as uh, as debuts go, Charlie, that was a, that was a pretty auspicious one. But a fantastic game overall. You must have been chuffed to bits on the, in the boardroom. Yeah, it was brilliant. It's a shame about the misplaced pass, though. Let's try and get 100% next week, Dan, yeah? Yeah. I did, uh, for, first, my recent predictions of us getting 18 of the next 24 points. We've now got 12 out of 18. So, we get the next two wins, we my my, my uh, prediction will be correct. I knew Ipswich wouldn't go well. Um, so, uh, I'll let them have that one. But that, it was a great game to watch. Great to see everyone trying. The, the crowd are there. And there's a really good blog vlog on the YouTube, on Bristol Rovers guy. It was quite funny. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I watched that. Um, it was very complimentary. Generally, generally great all round, and uh, you know, kudos to Greg and all the crew for doing a great job. Yeah, and it was uh, it was refreshing. The Bristol Rovers fans were uh, were you know they they were in fairly good humour despite the fact that obviously they got a bit of a drubbing. And I spoke to a couple. They of couldn't believe, could they? Yeah, and they were, they were, they were, and they they made a lot of noise, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yes, they were disappointed, but 
somebody, it, 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 a couple of them were saying it's story of their season. When when they're bad, they're really bad. But when they're good, they're good. So I was surprised though because they've got Belshaw, the goalie from Harrogate, who's done a really really great job for them all season last season. He's kept them up basically. He helped them get um, promoted in there, yeah. and they did an amazing job. They brought a new guy in, and uh, Dan blitzed him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I'll, I'll come back to you, Dan. Now, when when you, when you hit that, did you when you hit that? Did you put backspin on it or something? Because it seemed to sort of rear up in front of him, didn't it, Dan? I think it was just a dodgy bubble. Um, <laughs> At least you're honest. <laughs> but uh, he, 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 they, he got he got his hands to it, but he sort of spooned it a bit, didn't it, as if he wasn't expecting it. Yeah, um, they all count. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not arguing. <laughs> I'm definitely not arguing. Yeah, exactly. Hit it with venom. But uh, yeah. so uh, we we need to get hold of Rob the groundsman and tell him to put the bobbles just in the same places every week. Then, Dan, is that right? Yeah, um, and put the covers on the pitch next time when it's frozen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. So uh, a great, a great, a great all-round performance. And uh, from your point of view, Dan. Uh, were you surprised at, at uh, the ease of which you settled in and how you sort of orchestrated the game? Because everybody, basically, the way it looked from the sidelines was that they just basically, you wanted the ball, so they gave it to you, you did your stuff, and everybody was like, oh, great, yeah, okay. No, um, to be honest, I, I felt it in training, like the first couple of weeks, like the lads wanted to give me the ball, they could see what I can do. Um, and see how I can help the team. And I think that's, you know, the sign of a good team playing <coughs> to each other's strengths. Um, they can see I want the ball and I'm, you know, decent in tight areas. And um, so, no, it's, it's been really good. It's been really easy. Um, I've had a lot of clubs um, only being 25, so I'm used to settling in in places now. Um, but it's just a good set of lads, so it, it makes life easier for me. Well, that's good to hear. So, moving on to Saturday. Um, a big game because uh, obviously Derby County in this division uh, there's going to be probably 20,000 from Derby but uh, Charlie we've sold how many tickets we sold today I, 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 saw I didn't see today we, so we over 600 yesterday I don't know how good we got to today but um, amazing well, we got, everyone's going to want to go aren't they uh, yeah I thought I thought we were up to 700 so that's yeah, that's pretty good uh, pretty good following isn't it but um, looking, looking back at the home game Joel um we we give a pretty good account of ourselves, particularly uh, Connor Ripley. Yeah, and <laughs> probably actually quickly worth mentioning Connor making yet another penalty save on Saturday, which yeah. I thought was uh it was it was it was it was clever, but he did. I think Derek pointed out he, the, the fact that he gave him one half of the goal, moved towards that half, and then moved back again, and then dived yeah. back the other way. That was quite fun. But yeah, obviously Connor's had two really really good penalty saves against. Derby in, in in the home game, but I thought we, we competed so so well against them. It, it was a funny game because it was one where I looked at the game as a whole and how we played and how we competed. I thought, you know what, we were a little we could have nicked that, and I was almost a little bit disappointed. But yeah. uh, then then I did think, you know what, actually <laughs> we did concede two penalties and kind of save both of them. So actually, maybe maybe I should just be happy with the point in that one. But we performed really really well. They're, 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 they've got so many good players, Derby, haven't they? You know, I think McGoldrick, I think he's 50-50, but they've got yeah, Barkhausen, um, and there's Lang, Lewis Dobbin. You know, I think he was the standout for me, actually. Uh, Horahan. Yeah, Horahan as well, yeah. I think he, he, was, he was missing last time, but he's back now. So, yeah, it's going to be really, really tough. But 
and they're on a hell of a run at the moment. Obviously, they've lost to West Ham in the cup, but you know, fair enough. They're in the <laughs> they're in the Premier League, West Ham. So, yeah, it'll be really tough. But we're in a good run of form. It's not coming off a two and a half week break like the Ipswich game. So I think you know, hopefully, we've got a bit more of a chance. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. And I'll, I'll come to Greg now because obviously you've a wealth of experience, Greg. If you can't be up up for the games like Derby, uh, it's a pretty poor do, isn't it? Really. Yeah, I, to be fair, I think like Dan just said before, I had it as a footballer anyway, but the group of lads that we've got in there, I think they're up for every game, you know, yeah. whether it's at home, whether it's Derby, wherever it is. Um, but certainly it's one that will get the ears on the back of your neck standing up. You know, when you're in the tunnel and you hear the noise, it certainly brings out the extra percentage in you, you know, because I think we've got good characters in there as well. Because when you do go to places like Derby, you do need to look around you and know that you can rely on your mates and know that you've got good characters around you. And I do think we're blessed with that at this moment in time. The lads trust each other. And when you're going on a big stage like that, you're going to need each other at some point. And and I think it's a point well made in the fact that they probably will have uh, probably about 20,000 home fans there. But obviously the night match at Ipswich, when uh, obviously we were were off a two-week break, 102 fans made the trip, which is absolutely fantastic. But... Slightly different at Derby if we're taking over 700, because that can have an impact, can't it? Yeah, of course it can. And I think, speaking to some of the players, I think the support have been brilliant this season. You know, they they really, really have. Certainly at home, you know, the noise that they've made. I've not been fortunate enough to be there. I've only been, funnily enough, I've only been to the Derby game. I'm obviously somewhere else each week when we're playing. Uh, But the game that I was at against Derby at home, our fans were superb. You know, they they were really, really good. Uh, obviously, the lads need to keep giving them something to cheer for, um, but yeah. pretty confident that they will do that as well. So, the only game you've been at is Derby. Last time you were on, I said, have you had a pie yet? You said, no, but I will have one. Did you have a pie at the Derby game? Didn't get one. Didn't get one. Oh, no. this is but, not, what's going on? I blame Charlie. I blame Charlie because Charlie promised me he'd have me one and then... He stood me up on the day he didn't turn up. So I did make bloody rail strike. I've had so many bloody games clubbing fans with the rail strikes, unbelievable. Um, but Peter Peterborough on the nineteenth. Well, I'm hoping I'm gonna go in the next couple of weeks. Now the window's Peter, shut. I'm I'm, that's go. my next game, mate. I'll, I'll, get you, I'll even get you some gravy and I'll get you some mushy peas. Right, I'm there. <laughs> Let's do it. Mike, I know I know you're a northern boy, Greg, because we had this last time. Yeah. So like I know I know it's a standard is a meat and potato or a steak and ale, but I'm recommending the chicken ham and leek. Yeah, yeah. Right. With gravy. Yeah, oh it works. Not sure. It works. Meat and potato and some gravy. Dad's looking at us like we've got two heads at the minute, isn't they? <laughs> talking talking pies and gravy. I know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, Dan. Now, you were born. Now, you see, you're on the cusp, Dan, because you were born in Coventry, so you're sort of Midlands without. So you're not Southern, but you're not Northern, are you really? You're in the middle. Yeah. So, do they not eat pies in Coventry? Yeah, I like a good pie, steak and kidney. Oh, oh well, good lad. Good lad. Well, that's why you've signed for us then, because we make our all our own pies and they're award winning. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there you are, Charlie. That's his that's his goal bonus. Give him pass. That's why I actually say say to the a lot of directors who come to the come to see Mazuma, showing the trophy cabinet, and there actually are fourteen trophies in the trophy cabinet, and nine of them for for the pies. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not even, it's not even a joke. The Charleston the Charleston owner last scene was like, "Who the hell is this guy talking to me about pies?" 
And his wife got a game. I said, You've got to have a pie. His wife got a pie and she took the top off and scooped, she got a knife and fork and ate the filling and put the top back on and put it back on the table. I was like, We can't be friends. <laughs> That's a great story. <laughs> so coming coming to Dan now, um, obviously you played, you came on at half time at Ipswich. Uh, hopefully you'll start against Derby. Um, you, you're getting used to this big game nonsense, aren't you? <laughs> Yeah, um, to be fair, I've played enough of them in, in my career. Exactly. Um, we played, when I was in Holland, we played against Ajax in the final. Um, they had CX, De Jong, De Ligt, um, saw the big players. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm used to it now and I enjoy it. It's when, you know, it's what, what you play for as, as a footballer for those big games. Um, you just got to try and rise to the occasion and not let your nerves get the better of you and, and the pressure and just try and go and play your game. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be a, a little bit, probably a little bit quicker and a little bit, how, how shall I say, a little bit more tense being at Pride Park than it was at home against Bristol Rovers. But fingers crossed, uh, like I said, your stats are that good at the moment that... To be absolutely truthful, the only way is down, isn't it? Really, because <laughs> unless you Not get that trick and, and set four up, <laughs> you on Friday before the game. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I, I'm I'm a big motivational speaker. Me. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to make that one pass better and another assist and another goal. Yeah, exactly. Ah, there you go. There oh, go. you see that? You see. Greg, Greg's uh, Greg's got all the stats because he's watched you. So yeah, I'll 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 bow to that. That's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on, um, look, we'll have a, have a bit of a chat with Dan now. Uh, obviously, Dan. Uh, some people saw this as a bit of a, a bit of a strange move coming back from Holland and coming to the frozen north. So you and Greg explain how this happened, can you? Um. So. I'm married and I've got a son who's two and a half and um, it wasn't going too great in Holland. We got relegated last season in the Eredivisie um, and the second league's just, it's just not great. Um, so I wasn't really enjoying my football. My missus wasn't enjoying it over there. You know, she's missing home. Um, so just about right just to get back to England. She's pregnant again. So we're expecting another baby. Congrats. So just, Thank you. Like I say, it just, it just felt right. And obviously I spoke to my agent and just, you know, told him I want to get back. Um, so he's done what he needed to do. And and, and Greg came along. Um, and it was good because Greg was really keen. And that's that's what you want from a player. You want that, you know, belief. You want, you know, a lot a lot of the times you speak to clubs and, you know, they're invested. You know, they've got a few options or um, you don't really feel like they're number one. Um, but with Morecambe, I just I just felt like you know they really want me. Um, I'd, I'd seen a couple of games, a um, couple of highlights, seen it's it's a good team. They, you know, they probably shouldn't be where where they are. Um, so I just seen a lot of potential, and it just felt good um, for me and, and my family, um, and for Morecambe as well. So it was a no brainer, really. So, so Greg, um, when you got wind of this, were, were you rubbing your hands together with glee, thinking? it will never happen or it might happen or what? Yeah, well, like, like Dan said, you know, I spoke spoke with Kev, who, who's Dan's agent, um, when we knew what positions we were looking for to, to recruit for January. Um, we had a good conversation about Dan. He told me he was available. At first, I didn't think there'd be a, a possibility that we would get him. Um, Kev gave me permission to speak with Dan. We had 
couple of really good conversations. I watched back his last few games, just confirmed that obviously he's fit and he's still all well and, and there's no problems at all. Dan did the same on us, did his little bit of due diligence on us as well. He watched us play yep. um, so that he knew that I wasn't a liar and saying, listen, don't look at the table. We, we've got really good players here who, yeah. if you come in, you can help them. Um, and like I said, there was, there was a lot of commitment from Dan's side. You know, hats off to him. He was he was brilliant. Anything asked of him. I mean, I think he, I think you drove in the end, didn't you, Dan? You drove over. Yeah, drove. I, we drove back from Holland um, on a Saturday. And, you know, still not signed. We packed everything up from the house and just drove right. back. So I didn't even sign then. So you know what football's like. Anything can happen from Saturday until Monday until you sign a dotted line. But it just felt right. Uh, and speaking to Greg and just you know that belief from the gaffer and and Greg. Um, just yeah, just we wanted to do it. And, I think as so, soon as sorry, sorry, the boss. I think as soon as a player of Dan's quality, I mean, I've I've seen Dan for years play. Never thought we could actually get him, but as soon as a player of Dan's quality comes available, one you want to be in the conversation if possible and put your hat in the ring. But when you think you've got a chance, it it all of a sudden becomes exciting. And yeah. like I said, there was a there was a heck of a of um of a commitment from Dan to come over um and hats off to him. It was really, really impressive. And I was just really pleased that we could get him in the building, you know, and I know he's only here for a short time at the minute, but it's a platform. Three, years, three and, and a half years. It's not a short time. <laughs> and if we're and if we're the platform, listen, it's about give and take in everything. You know, that's, every that's... deal that you do is about give and take. Of Hopefully we is. can give Dan the platform. We get his services. Uh, he can entertain the fans, help us stay in the league, and everyone's a winner. It, it's really strange you should say that, Greg, because uh there was obviously there was uh, a complete virtually a meltdown on social media after Dan's performance on Saturday and like literally dozens and dozens of people saying sign him up, sign him up, sign him up um, and straight away you know my take on it was look Dan's, Dan's come back as he's just said he's come back from a, a foreign country probably wants to settle somewhere uh, he needs to put himself in the shop window and do his best help keep us up and if he does um, you know if a, if a higher team can pay him more money and offer him a better contract, then good luck to him because he's done us a favour by playing for us and keeping us up. And he's also put himself in the shop window. And that's exactly what I posted. And lots of people said, yeah, that probably will be what happens. And I said, well, you've got, you've got to realise we're still, you know, I know Charlie won't like me saying it, but we're not little Morecambe anymore because we're in League Mon. But we are still Morecambe and we've still got a budget that we've got to stick to. And our, our players... Uh, while we've done we've done brilliant jobs over the years, as I'm sure you'll appreciate, Greg, where we've signed people who've nobody's heard of, but two years later they've gone on to better things, and that's 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 our role in the football league, isn't it? Yeah, that's football in general. Every club in wherever you are, there's always someone who who's looking at your players and always, you know, enjoying watching the players and want them to play for them. Our job is now is to make our place an enjoyable place to be. You know, not not just for Dan, but all, all the other players as well. We made the place as good and vibrant and as exciting and good place for them all to enjoy coming into work. Add the results to it, which we are at this moment in time, so that it, it all becomes a little bit harder for these boys to leave. Yes, someone may be able to offer them a little bit more finance, but if we can create an environment that these good, talented players can come and thrive, 
that's all we can keep them. And I think I think for me, like money is not everything. Um, although I do have have a family to kind of look after, but you know, there's nothing better than playing your football and enjoying it and playing week in week out. Um, and for me, right now, I'm just I'm happy to be at Morecambe. I'm really happy to be. It's a good place to be. Um, obviously, the result we're doing well. You know, Ipswich. You know, you know that game's done now. Um, but before that, you know, three wins um, and now a great win on Saturday. I'm just happy. I'm not even thinking about you know the summer. I just want to keep us in the league, keep playing well, keep scoring, um, and then you kind of just see where you are in the summer. And that's good to hear because obviously, like I said, we we know we know our place, and uh, and obviously that sort of segues nicely into um, obviously, um, it, obviously you were that you were when you were at Arsenal, you were tagged as the next the next Jack Wilshire, and that that seemed to hang quite sort of heavily around your neck. Is that right? Um, it's a tricky one, really. I, the thing is, I kind of knew it. I, I like thought that about myself, so I didn't really. It might sound big-headed, but I was quite, you know, big-headed when I was younger. I did have yeah. a few, um, So I, I kind of knew it. And so I just kind of embraced it. But um, I had a tough spell when I was younger, um, obviously getting bought by Arsenal and it not going, you know, the way I wanted it to. But yeah. like, I'm a, like a realist. Like I am where I am. And I just focus on, you know, I try not to look at the past and just focus on today. But yeah, it was tough in ways. Um, but I think when you're young, you're just a bit naive to it all. And obviously growing up a lot, um, I just try and take it day by day instead of worrying about the future and worried about what's, you know, what's happened in the past. It's, it's like I say, looking at you, um, the, 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 I looked at your time at Birmingham and I think you were longer, that long, they're longer than... <laughs> I don't know how many managers, and that must have been really tough as well. With like new guys coming in and and uh, changing patterns of play, players coming and going, and it was a time of flux, and that must have been difficult at your age as well. Yeah, um, so Pep Clotet brought me in, um, and he got the sack like before the end of the season, and before he got the sack, I was playing pretty much every game. Um, I was doing well. My my stats weren't that great, like goal scorer. I need to score more goals. Um, but I was playing and I was doing well and then I took yeah. Frank in in the summer and he just wasn't having me so that just killed me a little bit and then um, I went on loan to Hall and because you know Hall were doing so well it was hard for the, for the gaffer to drop you know players that were scoring yeah playing every week and then Covid happened I don't mean to fast forward too too fast but and I didn't have a club so it's been a tough couple of years. Um, yeah. But you learn, you know, you learn. It's it's football. And before you know it, you know, three years down the line, and you, you're 25 and you just take for granted what you've got. Um, the Because time, you just don't have time. And you just need to take, you know, every game as it comes. Um, yeah. And I think looking again, you, you, you made that sort of, uh, how did the Willem Tway uh, sort of like, you know, go, going to Holland, how did that happen? Was that you just thinking, right, I'll have a fresh start and obviously you were young, free and single or were you were you attached at the time and thought, well, you know, we'll try it all. How did it move? How did it happen? The first time 
because this it was the yeah. second first time so um i went on loan to barnsley when i was like 18 and that didn't work out and the season later i went on loan to oxford and that didn't yeah. work out um so i didn't really have any other options in england and my academy man- manager was dutch so yeah. he, he offered me a dutch team in the area <laughs> and i thought you know my style of play um they try and pass the ball and that was my only real real decent option so I went I was you know just young and um yeah. just wanted football and that was my best option at the time and then um I signed that was only on loan and then I left Arsenal and signed for Willem Tway in that summer and played yeah. two seasons there and that, that went pretty well didn't it yeah it did the first season was was tough I had to go out on loan because I wasn't playing and um I needed to play so I went out alone in January and then came back the next season in the summer and played everything, um, played every game, started every game apart from the final. They, they dropped, So I played every game, every cup game, and then I got dropped for the final. Um, so that, was, that was gutting, wasn't it? Yeah, that was, and my family must, must have spent thousands, you know, on flights, hotel, tickets. Yeah, it was hard to take at the time. That was uh, was so. That was the Ajax game, was it? That yeah, yeah. How did that? Did you get on the pitch? Did you get a, get him as a sub? Yeah, but at that point, I didn't even want to come on. Mm. You know, fifteen. Mind you, with that Ajax team, I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so look, looking at that, obviously your situation has changed, uh, and obviously being married and, and having children all of a sudden you've got other responsibilities so I mean uh, you know I'm I'm not joking when I say you know it, it's from all the clubs that you've been at I know you had some time at, at Cheltenham and Oxford and uh, um, but here we are in the frozen north <laughs> here we are in the frozen north and uh, fourth well at the time we signed you sort of third fourth bottom of, of league one um, did you actually think well yeah go on I'll I'll, I'll give this a go because um, you know, I like a challenge. You said it yourself. There, you've had you've had so many sort of like settled in at so many clubs now, and it and it it's been okay, but it's not worked out for you. Did you think, right? Come on, let's make this work. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like I'm not getting any younger. I'm at, I'm at a stage in my career at the age now where I need to kick on. You know, I'm I'm not a talent anymore. I need to start scoring goals, playing every week. Um, and I felt like this is the right place for me to do it. Yeah. And yeah, I like a challenge. And it, it just it feels like football. Um, when you when you're in Holland, it's it's very ticky tacker, and the games are a bit boring, a bit slow. Like it's it's great football, but just it's just a bit boring. And you know, coming here and back to England and coming to Morecambe, it just feels like proper football. Like Saturday was a proper game of football, and it was just really enjoyable. And long may that continue, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> so before I hand you over to Joel, one one question. Uh, how how important to you is your faith? Yeah, it's my everything. Um, I said on Saturday, you know, when I, in the interview, I, you know, I can't do anything without, without God. Um, yeah. It's just my everything. It's, it's who I am. You know, I was, I was just a footballer. Um, but now, you know, I'm a man of God, um, and that's bigger than everything for me. He's, you know, my rock. Um, 
I didn't have any idea how much of an impact God would have on me, you know, when I was, you know, starting to go on this journey. But, you know, he's, he's everything. He's, he's helped me for everything. He helps me through these, these tough times. And, you know, he, he's, I believe that he's brought me to Morecambe for a reason um, and a good reason. So I just follow him um, and he, he guides me. Well, in that case, then, um, um, I, I might ask him if he could stay a bit longer, then. <laughs> <laughs> you can ask. Yeah. Hey, if you don't ask, you don't get, do you? <laughs> uh, right, I'll hand you over to Joel now. We'll probably have some sort of sort of um, some questions about Ticker Tacker for you, have you, Joel? Yeah, well, the, the inevitable starting point was always going to be uh, what's the difference between the Netherlands and English football? But I think you've kind of touched on it there. So I guess the other angle would be, are there things that you've learned from playing or kind of developed or kind of taken on board from playing over in Holland that, that players who played in England their whole careers might not have? I think because in the Eredivisie, you play such big teams like Ajax, PSV, Feyenoord, um, Azet, the massive clubs, you know, play Champions League, Europa League. So you have to learn to be effective in those games because in, in different ways, you know, instead of, I was kind of always a player when I was younger, you know, if we played the big teams against like the Ajax and the PSV, that I just, I'd get drowned out. If I'd get suffocated just because I probably wasn't as strong. They had all the ball. I couldn't run as much. So I definitely learned how to be effective in those big games without, you know, scoring or assisting. You know, so I didn't want to be the one that the gaffer took off because, you know, I was getting ran up, ran past or, you know, I just uh, went off the ball. So I definitely learned that side of the game, which I think is, has really helped me. So is that kind of like, like you say, it's when, when you're out of possession and, and putting in the yards and just making sure, you know, people aren't running past your shoulder and everything like that? Yeah, because although, you know, I don't just want to be a, a, a good player with the ball. I want, you know, managers to be able to rely on me without the ball as well. Because you just you, you can't defend with ten with um nine men anymore. It just doesn't you can't have one player missing. It just doesn't happen. Well, I guess obviously in, in Holland though, it, it, it's it's somewhere that's obviously kind of got a, a reputation with your whole team defending, obviously going back to the seventies for Turk football and everything. So coming coming to your move here, with those forty five minutes you got against Ipswich, was that it was a bit. It was a funny one because it was kind of a de- the, the the second half before all down the way, which it is kind of a bit of a dead rubber. But at the same time, is it almost quite a nice little opportunity to kind of just start finding a bit of a groove with your teammates? Yeah, um, weirdly, yeah. It's hard to describe really because obviously you're disappointed with the result, but you know you have to be real about things. But no, it was. I thought we were decent on the ball in, in, in the second half. And, you know, the first half as well. But I felt comfortable on the ball. I felt comfortable with the lads. And we and we, we still tried to play. And that was really encouraging. And I knew it was... That wasn't a reflection of us as a team. You know, we just have two weeks off without a game. You go to one of the best teams in the league. It's always going to be difficult. Um, so there was still some positives in it. And, and just how, you know, in, in the dressing room, how... The lad spoke and, and Ripper's, um, the captain spoke, you know, just it was really positive and really good. You know, that doesn't define us. That doesn't make us, you know, who we are as a team. We we, we forget that. and We put that behind us and we move on to Saturday. 
Um, so no, it was, you have to try and take positives from from all games. Yeah, and I think what we've kind of seen coming into that the the, the Bristol game now is you, you you're finding that kind of you're gelling with your teammates. And are you feeling that kind of with with Stockton ahead of you and then uh, Shaw and way behind you? Yeah, definitely because Shawzy and and Jensen, you know, really good footballers. Um, they're still quite young, but really good on the ball. Want to play football? They're hungry. Um, so it's been it was easy playing with them because you know they look for me and I look for them. And you know I was at Cheltenham last season. It was a good set of lads, but I definitely think this Morecambe team's got the better players. Um, it's a good group, and obviously Cole, you know, scores goals for fun on his day. So I think we've got something you know, that can be really good. It's all good for fun when you pass to him. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, I mean, it's interesting you mentioned with, with Sean Wiggins, like you say, that they're brilliant footballers, but the, a lot of the team's so young and you've kind of come into the, into the midfield as, as one of the older, as one of the older members of the team. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm enjoying that, you know, having that experience and just trying to help the lads when I can and, just trying to have that kind of cool head in, in the midfield when, when we need it, you know, to keep the to try and have a bit of calmness in, in the team. And I enjoy that side of the game. Um, but no, that we've got some great young players. It's They're going to have exciting futures, I think. They're, they're really good. No, yeah, definitely. I agree, definitely. And kind of working on, under Derek now, something that kind of gets comes up a lot when when we discuss his style of plays is, is when when we're attacking he seems to like to give attacking players like yourself quite a bit of freedom in possession to kind of express yourself and is, is that something that you've kind of felt in, in I know your time at the club's only been brief so far but is that something that you've kind of felt yeah definitely and he said it on the weekend you know football's not complicated you know you defend your goal and, and you pass the ball and you run and he just gives you that little bit of freedom just to kind of express yourself and that trust that, you know, he's put the players on the pitch, you know, we can do what, what he wants us to do and that's just play football, pass the ball and, and try and create chances and he's he's very straightforward, um, the gaffer, which which I really like and, you know, he doesn't, he, he doesn't try and complicate it too much and I like it when, when, when managers are like that. Yeah, it's, it, it sounds like it's quite a good match. Then you, I think, with that formation we were playing as well, with you kind of in that, in that kind of pocket in between midfield and attack, is that some some a kind of role that you kind of see yourself as best in? I don't know, really. I don't know. Like some games I play well, like in the ten. Some games I play well a little bit deeper, and then some, you know, he and the gaffer put me just like inside left on the weekend, and it worked really well. Because I didn't actually start there. I started as a 10. And then he changed it after about 15 minutes, 20 minutes. And I went on the left. And then that's obviously when I scored the goal. And, you know, it was, it was really good from there. Yeah, it's interesting. Because I think he mentioned that in his post-match interview. Because that, was that partly to deal with their, with their defender coming up the pitch a bit as well? Probably, yeah. Because they were having a little bit of joy that side. Um, just to have another body there. But also, you know, attacking-wise. In that position, I'm I'm really hard to pick up. Because... I'm not quite close enough to the fullback, so the midfielder. No one really knows who to pick up, who, who to pick me up in that position. So I kind of, I'm, I'm able to turn then and, and face them up. So it, it worked really well. 
Yeah, and like you say, a couple of minutes late, yeah, you pick up the ball in that kind of zone, you get a bit of space to turn, drive and get your shot off and we're one up. So just finally, I guess, have you ever had a better debut for a club? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> not a, not in a league game, but I did a similar thing against for Birmingham in a friendly against Swindon. Um but not in a league game, so it's that, definitely... That doesn't count. That doesn't exactly. count. That's a friendly. <laughs> it's, it's definitely my best um, league debut, for sure. No, it was quite something. But, uh, yeah, cheers, cheers, Dan. Back over to you, Freeze. <laughs> Listen, Dan, the, the, the basic gist of it is that, um, I, I stand in the home end and uh, basically went after about three or four minutes when you hit a couple of passes... People were like, who's he then? And then after you scored your goal, I can't repeat what they were saying because <laughs> it, it contained a lot of swear words. It was, who there? Because they couldn't believe it. And people were comparing you to some uh, past legends that have, have gone on to become firm favourites. So, uh, I thought, like I said, I think I think, I think think you've got a lot to live up to, mate. But good luck. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. I'm, I'm ready. I'm, Freeze, I'm... it would be a bit weird if you sat in your way and... Uh, well, yeah, no, I'm not. No, yeah, but I, I could be on the, I could be in the home seats, and I could be on the Berlin Wall, but I'm not. I'm in the home stand, and obviously we, Connor did his usual thing of turning, turning round again, and it worked, didn't it? Because we're scoring goals for fun, not necessarily in that end, but going towards the home end. First, first, first half has worked a treat, but there you go. Right, I want, I want to go back to Greg now, uh, who. With all the ins and outs uh, in January, it's probably been, uh, you know, just as busy as everybody else uh, in your position at every single... I mean, there seems to be so many clubs in our league who are doing so much business, Greg. Um, uh, do you just meet up with these people at services and just swap players or what? <laughs> if it was that easy, it'd be great, yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's, listen, it's, it's a busy time. It's a, it's a small window, but... I mean, it's you look at the squad from from when I came in. To be fair, I mean, it, even in the summer window, we had eleven in and ten out, so it was a yeah. big overall in in the summer, you know. And yeah. then obviously we've got to January, and we knew we needed to tweak things with new players for their own careers as much as anything. They need to move on and go and go and play somewhere, and so they yeah. can continue their careers. But we also knew that we needed to add quality uh, to our group as well. Um, which has resulted in, like I said, four coming in and six going out. Yeah. So, so the numbers game is, we know it's been a bit of a battle, you know, because we've we've had to sort of wave one out of the out of the back door at, before we can welcome one in the front door. But it is what it is, and, and we get on with it. That's not a complaint. It is what it is. Whatever the restrictions are, and whatever you've got to deal with, you've got to do the best you can. Um, we're quite pleased at the moment that we feel. We're in a much better position now than we were before the window opened uh, with the additions um, and the departures. Um, and like Dan said earlier, I, I think what we've got at this moment in time, without getting too carried away with things, because Saturday was a great result, obviously. But I think when you put into a mix where you've got a lot of young, hungry, ambitious players who are undoubtedly talented as well, and you put them all into the mix together, along with the quality of Dan, um, Connor Ripley, Faz Rawson, Gibson, who are still all at a great age as well. Yeah. 
all of a sudden, you I mean, I was down at training today, and you look at how competitive, um, how how much quality is on shore, that it's actually really quite exciting. Obviously, when you've got all of these young players, there are going to be times where you do like that little bit of experience, you know, because everyone wants a perfect world where you've got the perfect player, and but that that's not where we are, and that's not the world we live in. No, but we're very happy with where we are at this moment in time. And just coming to you, you touched on it there, in the simple fact that we've had obviously um, Obika and McLaughlin, O'Connor, Ilsman, uh, Dylan Connolly, all, all depart. Do you do you play any part in assisting them on the way? In other words, sort of like saying, right, okay, what can we do for you? Who's your agent? You know, we've got this interest. Do you, you know, do we advertise? How does it work? Yeah, there's a few ways you can do it. You can put a circular out. Um, I don't think we, I don't think we did for these boys. To be fair, what what we do or, or what I try to do is because I'm speaking to people to try and get people in. I'm always speaking yeah. to man- managers, coaches, agents. So conversations are being had, however many times every day. So you you gain knowledge of which club is looking for what position and what sort of profiles they're looking for within that position as well. So all. I do or, or we do is recommend if any of our players match what another club is looking for, we speak with the agent, possibly speak with the club and say, listen, this could be a good match. He's available. Um, you know, do your work on him and come back to us if you have any interest. And and like I said, thankfully, not just thankfully for us, thankfully for the boys, they they all get to go and play football now, be wanted, be needed and progress their careers. And, and it, obviously we needed to free the money up to do our little bit of business as well. So, and looking at the, um, obviously, looking at uh, particularly Caleb Watts, Jensen Weir, Liam Shaw, and in this window, uh, Danell and Michael Mellon, um, you're you're watching, you're keeping in touch with a lot of um, academies and a lot of under 23s, a lot of under 21s, a lot of under 18s. Uh, you're, like I said to you last time, your car must be knackered. But you keep, you're keeping you're keeping your tabs on all these people, and all of a sudden, obviously, and I'm, I'm, this is pertinent to obviously Kieran Phillips' unfortunate injury, and all we were left with a squad hole, and you filled it really, really quickly. Uh, so how did that work? You know, how how do you just keep a tab on all these things? Just be busy, be as busy as possible. You know, my job's to be busy and to have answers to solutions, uh, to problems. So yeah. if something, I mean, touch wood, it doesn't, but if anything happens within a window or I need to know free agents, if it's out with a window, I need to know available players and I need to have watched them as well, obviously. So, yeah, it involves a lot of miles. It involves, you know, sometimes on a Monday I can get two games in, Tuesday can get two, Fridays you can usually get two um, and you get a game on a Saturday as well. So it's cover a lot of ground. Um, but there's no easy way to do it. You've got to have the knowledge and you've got to be able to put your neck on the line when when push comes to shove and people say, we need a centre-forward in who's of the similar mould of Kieran Phillips. Yeah. And, in my, and in my opinion, um, Michael was next cab on the block, as they would say. He was the next one ready. Um, I'd, I'd, funnily enough, I'd watched him on the Friday against Swansea um, already knowing that we was probably going to look to take him. Uh, and he banged in a hat-trick in that game, which helped a little bit with the conversation <laughs> with the manager after. 
Um, so yeah, just just trying to have answers before the the question comes. And presumably now we're in February. Uh, Derek's now Derek and yourself are looking now at the summer. No, no, now we're looking at free agents. Um, we we've we've done good. Sounds a bit like back myself, but we, we we've worked hard and we we find ourselves in a decent position now. Um, yeah. But it doesn't stop. You know, because there's a lot of people who got paid up on during the window, and as long as the contract was finished before the window shut, the, those players yeah. can still be signed. So yeah, we've got to scour the market. We've got to make a lot of calls. Got to uh, meet agents, and there will be a couple of gems out there. Whether we can get them or not, I don't know. But we'll yeah, because uh, we'll obviously, uh, as you said, we've had six out, four in, and Josh off the field came in sort of like very, very late, didn't he? Um, but obviously, that, that does that leave us some space, some some wiggle room, as it were. Yeah, yeah, it does. It gives us a little bit of wiggle room, and 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 that's now straight from one job on onto the next job of see if we can. I mean, we're not desperate. We don't, you know, we're, we're not. We wouldn't just bring someone in. Sometimes bringing no one in is just as good as bringing the wrong one in. You know, yeah. so you've got to be very careful that you don't just panic. Certainly on on deadline day or or at times like this. So we'll be calculated and we'll we'll be sure if there is the right one there that we'll uh, we'll try and get someone in. Well, you certainly you, you, he's eating that pie, Charlie. Is Greg? Well, I was just going to say, right? You're on you're on the you're on the motorway a lot, right? Yeah. You must you must be in all the service stations. We need to get you a, a supply of pies delivered to his house, so he can <laughs> put one put one in the oven every morning before he sets off. When you're going down the M6, you can, you can, you can, you can when it's safe to do so, eat his pie. You see the size of me lately, Charlie. I think that's I the last thing, that, I, that's I, the last thing I need a pie that. every day. The, the low fat But yeah, Freeze, I mean, I think uh, if I can just say a few things, um, you know, so 17 out and four, 17 out and 14 in, that's 31 transfers, right? I think the best transfer this this year we've had is the thirty second, which is actually bringing Greg on board. You know, yeah. I, I've seen it praised a lot, but you know, and Dan there, you know, Dan Dan is an extremely talented footballer, and he's joined the club because of, because of Greg. Greg's in the background. He's always I've really enjoyed working with him, and he's always been for a chat. And um, you know, he, he he treats me well as a direct sports as a fan as well, and indulges me, which I quite enjoy. Hashtag announce announcement. But, um, you know, he's been a great sign for this club and Derek and him worked together really well. And when, when we were going through some bad times a few months ago and uh, people were, people were saying, saying different things about Derek and Greg and I was, Derek and the setup, I was thinking, how, how wrong can he be? And this is, this is, this is, this is proving people, proving people right, like me, and the people who back, back, back this regime, but proving people wrong and people who don't. And uh, you know some of the stuff on social media about the board of directors not backing Derek and all this sort of stuff about during the trans window. It was just like, absolutely mm. ridiculous. As if we love Cole, he's an amazing servant to the club. As if we get, as if the board are going to back back a move to Burton Albion or exactly. to uh, to uh, to Accrington Stanley. I mean, come on, <laughs> we we have got stock in the bank. Hope been a really really good board of directors in the last 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 last. Uh, since James and I came along, and before that, obviously, but you know, I've really been involved before you himself. We've come so far, and as if we are going to, as if, as if we were ever going to back and move to Accrington or Burton, exactly. our, our enemies. 
in a friendly way. Yeah. <laughs> rivals. Yeah. Rivals is the word. So, so how, how rivals? That's a bit. So that that was one thing. Graham's just put a, Graham's just put a release on social media. Chairman's statement, which you can have a look at, which informs about a couple of other things. But um, you know, I just think that one thing Greg said is really important. More can football club solutions, not problems. Yeah. It's very difficult to run run a football club in League One, let alone with the smallest budget. Even though we can, well, it's not it's not it's not the smallest budget. One in, in the bottom bottom percentiles budgets, but we managed to do thirty two transfers. In a, in a in 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 a year, um, testament to work there. And, you know, we need people like Greg. who were like, he's never once said to me, oh, "This is too hard, or it's too difficult, or you know, we we need we need more." We, Derek has always said, "Give me what you can, and we will do what we can with it." And that is, and that, and, that, and hopefully, we'll keep yeah. on. You know, like those down we down we have been looking, but we've dropped. We've, we've had so many games we could have won with, and we've drawn. We've had games that we've lost, and we could have drawn. You know, we've been pretty unlucky, but, you know, we hope we can move on. I'd just like to say thank you to to John, Shane, Oz, and Kieran and Dylan for their services. You know, they're not, they're not bad players, right? No. They've all gone to good clubs. They've all, gone, they've all done well. And they all helped us out last year. You know, it's great. they've all been on the pod. And um, they've just been really great. So hopefully we can kick on now and, um, you know, like Greg said, pick up some... Uh, um, homeless Western stray footballers who uh, need need a club, and they can come and join the amazing movement. This Morecambe Football Club, and oh, and a, an away win at Pride Park, obviously. Obviously, yeah, we're probably that. We're going to win the next team. Yeah, that'll do. Um, so yet again, it's um, you know, no news is probably no news on the EFL uh, test for the owners and stuff like that. So there's nothing to talk about really there. Well, Graham just released me on the on the on the uh, on the on Tinterweb. If you have a look, um, that he made a statement. Um, but there is there is this uh, Saab Capital. I'm interested in, in going through the, the checks. It's still going on. Uh, it's, it, we still can't do anything until the EFL con- continue their checks. But um, you know this this this. Uh, this gentleman, Sarbjot, I've met him a couple of times. Nice guy. He's uh, he's uh, he's intent to try and progress. Um, subject to checks. Um, I'm sure that probably will go ahead, but um, we, we're still, you know, Greg will know what it's like. It's still in the lap of the gods with the checks, and until that's completed, um, it's uh, it. yeah. So yeah, I'm sorry. I, I said it was going to be four to six weeks. Six weeks ago tonight, it still <laughs> happened. Um, and I got ripped for it, but um, you know, it's uh, you know, it's, it, these things take time, and it's uh, ho- hopefully everyone can see in the meantime, we were top in the home form league, third in the league, form league for the league one, and things are going well on the pitch. And thank you to everyone for such a hard work during certain times. Yeah, it's um, it's Clash of the Titans on Saturday because obviously Derby are up there in the form league as well. Well, Paul Warren loves it, doesn't he? Paul yeah, Vaughan would be Rotherham. He was like, they, they play really good football. He's a big, he's a big fan. He? Yeah, he is. You're right. And it's funny because we're, we're quite a big fan of his. Um, but there you go. Right, final thing. Anything from the Shrimps Trust, Joel? Yeah, just a couple of little bits. Uh, obviously, we've still got the quiz on, on the 18th after the Peterborough game. Uh, so that, that that's still that's still on. That's uh, Hopefully, it should be a really good one. We haven't done one for a, for a while. I think it's the first one since we've come out of lockdown. So, yeah, as many is. people down for that, that would be absolutely wonderful. Hopefully, it should be another really good do. 
because uh, we've, we've done a couple of we've obviously had the, the Christmas stuff and the uh, the Halloween stuff before. So yeah, it, things have gone really successfully so far, and that'll be in. Uh, I think it's JV's or the Right and Lord. I, it'll be at the ground after the yeah. after the game that yeah. day, uh, and then we are planning some stuff on Good Friday. Uh, there, there's some things that are kind of coming together now for that. So that'll be on, and yeah, just keep an eye on social media for what, what's happening with that. Well, that's been uh, uh, there's nice that you've got something to promote. Um, I know the the uh, the food bank stuff went went really really well, uh, so keep up the good work with that. That's all we've got time for now. So all I can do now is say thank you to our guests, to Charlie, uh, to to Dan for coming on and being so honest, and for Greg to coming on. Uh, when he he probably should be watching a game somewhere, I would think. But we'll, we'll let him off on a Thursday, Greg. Is that right? Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, I'll have a night <laughs> off. <laughs> I bet I bet you were relieved. He's like, oh, I could go on the pod. I don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have anything scheduled for tonight. So no, no, all good. It's great, great to have you on again, Greg. And uh, Dan, you need to come on again when you've uh, you've reached half a dozen goals. So about, I'll give you three or four games. Is that all right? Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> I like your confidence. I like it. Thanks Which comes first, on. the goals or the hundred percent pass completion? Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> See, you're our taskmaster, you Greg. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's uh, this has been episode twenty three of Shrimpnet, uh, the Shrimp's Trust podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you for listening. Join us again next week when we'll have yet more exclusives. <laughs> <laughs>